It's story time by our favorite English author, Enid Blyton. The Magical Adventures of the Wishing Chair. Chapter 12. The Wishing Chair is Foolish. Once the wishing chair was very foolish and nearly landed the children and Chinky in a dreadful fix. It grew its wings one morning when the children were playing snakes and ladders. Chinky saw the red wings flapping and jumped up in excitement. Come on, he cried, I'm longing for another adventure. They all jumped onto the chair. It flew out of the door in a great hurry and then up into the air. It was a beautiful day and the children and Chinky could see for miles. The chair seemed in a rather silly mood. It swung to and fro as it flew and even jiggled about once or twice. I say, said Chinky, I don't like this. Hold on tightly, children, in case the chair turns head over heels or something silly. It's in a dangerous mood. Shall we go back home? asked Molly in alarm. Of course not, said Peter. We'll never turn our backs on an adventure. So on they went, the chair still doing its little tricks. At last, Chinky really did get a bit frightened. For once, Peter nearly fell off. Go down to earth at once, chair, he commanded. The chair seemed cross. It didn't want to go down, but it had to. So down it went, jiggling every now and again, as if it really did mean to jerk the children off. Peter looked down to see where they were going. There was a village below them, and they seemed to be going towards the roof of a house. Hope the chair doesn't land on the roof, said Peter. It looks just as if it's going to. But it did something even worse than land on the roof. What do you suppose it did? It tried to go down the large red chimney belonging to the house. It really was behaving very foolishly. Of course, it couldn't possibly go down, and it stuck fast, three legs in and one out, and there it was, all sideways, with the children getting covered with soot and smoke. Jinky climbed out first and helped Peter and Molly out too. They sat on the roof, holding on to the chimney, which felt rather hot because warm smoke was coming out of it. Chinky was very angry. I never thought the chair would be so silly, he said. It has acted so sensibly up to now. Now look what it's done. It's gone and stuck itself in somebody's chimney. And goodness knows how we're going to get it out. And here we are up on a roof in a village we don't know. It's too bad, said Molly. Look at my frock, all over suit. We'd better shout and see if someone will get us down, said Peter. So they shouted, hi, 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 help, hi, hi. Soon a gnome heard their shouting and came out to see what it was all about. And the chair in the chimney, and when he saw the three children up on the roof and the chair in the chimney, he was amazed. He shouted to his friends, and soon the whole village was staring upwards. Get a ladder and help us down, shouted Peter. Our chair has landed us in this fix. In a few minutes, a long ladder was brought, and the children and Chinky climbed carefully down it to the ground. Chinky explained what had happened, and the village folk exclaimed in astonishment. 
The thing is, said Peter, how are we going to get the chair out? It can't stay there for the rest of its life, cooking in a chimney pot. Who would have thought it would have been so silly? It's trying to get out, said Molly suddenly. Look, it's wriggling. So it was. It did look funny. I, it tried its hardest to get out, but it was stuck much too tightly. It's no good, said Peter gloomily. It will have to stay there. I don't see how we can possibly get it out. Of course we can, said Chinky. We'll get the village sweep to come along and put his long brush up the chimney. Then the silly old chair will be swept out of the chimney. We will get into it when it comes to earth and go home immediately before it has time to do anything silly again. I'll fetch the sweep, said a round-faced gnome at once. He lives next door to me. He ran off and in a few minutes came back with a little sweep, looking rather black, carrying his bundle of poles. He stared in astonishment at the chair in the chimney. Can you push it out for us? asked Chinky anxiously. I'll try, said the sweep. He went into the house and fitted the big round brush onto the first pole. He pushed it up the chimney. Then he fitted another pole onto the first one and pushed that up the chimney too. So he went on until the brush was almost at the top. Then he fitted on his last pole and prepared to give a good push. Chinky, Molly and Peter were outside the house, watching the chair in the chimney. All the gnome villagers were with them too. It was really rather exciting. The chair gave a jolt. The sweepers pushing it, yelled Chinky, dancing about excitedly. Oh look, he's pushing it, it hard. The chair is coming out. It's nearly out. So it was. The sweep was pushing and pushing with its round brush and the chair was getting loose as it was jerked farther up. Suddenly, it came right out of the chimney with a rush. The sweep's brush came out too and twiddled round in the air in a funny manner. There it comes! There it comes! shouted Molly. Hi, chair! Come to earth! But to the children's dismay, the naughty wishing chair flapped its red wings and flew right up into the air. It didn't go near the ground. Oh, I say, said Chinky, isn't it behaving badly? They all watched it fly away till they could no longer see it. It was gone. Well, said Molly, we'll have to get home another way, that's all. I'm afraid we've lost the chair now. We'll catch the bus that leaves here in five minutes' time, said Chinky, looking at a bus timetable set out on a wall near. It won't be long before we're home. I'm sorry about the chair, said Peter sadly. It gave us some fine adventures, you know. It was behaved, it has behaved badly, very badly today. It's true, but once or twice, it has been very good to us, like when it fetched us from which Kirikiris. Yes, said Chinky, we mustn't forget the good things just because it has once been bad. Come on, here's the bus. They got into the bus, which was very peculiar, because the driver was a duck and the conductor was a rabbit. However, Chinky didn't seem surprised, so Molly and Peter said nothing, but just stared. In ten minutes, they found themselves outside a cave in a hillside. This is where we get off, said Chinky, much to their surprise. They followed him into the cave and up some steps. 
Jinky opened a door, and to the children's amazement, they found themselves climbing out of a tree in the wood near to the to their home. You simply never know where an entrance to Fairyland is," said Molly, staring at the tree as Jinky shut the park door. They ran home, and the very first thing they saw in their playroom was, guess, yes, their wishing chair. They stared in astonishment. Why, it's come home, it's come back home after all," said Peter, delighted. "Its wings have gone. Oh, fancy! It's come back to to us. Isn't that lovely?" Good old chair," said Molly, running to it and sitting down in it. "I'm glad it's back. I expect it's sorry now. I don't mind having nearly gone down a chimney now. Now that it's all over, it's so exciting to think of. Don't say things like that in front of the chair," said Jinky. "There's no knowing what it might do next. Let's brush our clothes clean," said Peter, getting a brush. "We'll get into trouble if we don't." And certainly, no one would believe us if we said we'd been stuck in a chimney. Whatever shall we do next? Said Molly. Aha! Wait and see. End of chapter 